Welcome back. Hi, this is Yin, aka James. This is Yin. This is Yang. <laughs> Let's do this again. I'll edit. Um, hi, welcome back to Yin and Yang, the podcast. This is uh, James, aka Yang. This is Dan, aka Yin. Right, and uh, and yeah. So today we're doing a a special solo, well, duo podcast. It's not duo. a solo duo podcast yeah. with uh, just us. Uh, but uh, in the one of the rare occasions where I get to, you know, we can record with Dan. The other time I think was uh, San Diego. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so no, this is fun. Um, so, I mean, I wrote down some topics uh, we can get to, but uh, let's let's just catch up with things. You're you're busy with uh, work and life, I guess. Yeah. Pretty much. Work and kids. Work and kids. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much my life and doing things for work whether it's i'm actually going to go to a seminar this this weekend is um, it like the it's not the landmark is it or no 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 it's not a self-help thing it's actually for certifications for scrum master certification scrum master what's that it's a way of doing projects where you break it down and you it's a methodology the guidelines of how to break down projects into smaller parts and deal, talking with your team every 15 minutes, or for a 15 minute stand up every morning to see what projects are gonna be done. And you kind of like prioritize all the things and you try to make something shippable in the least amount of time. So you kind of like just prioritize everything and it's like for developing new products and stuff. It's like, sounds like project magic, project management, like it's workflow? Very, yeah, it's very okay. similar, but it's, it's with a Scrum Master, it's a little, or a, Scrum and Agile and all that kind of different frameworks. These days, it's a little bit more dynamic. Okay. With project management, you, you actually list out all the things that you're going to get done in this project. Whereas like with um, you you actually, with Scrum, you talk to everybody. I'm sure I'm screwing this up a little bit because I, yeah. I haven't gotten certification yet. <laughs> so you actually talk to everyone on your team. Yeah. I'll prioritize all the things that you can do and what one of the most important things and you call and you kind of break things down into smaller bits so it makes them more digestible oh so like if you have a lot a huge work order you make them yeah. to smaller tasks you make them to smaller or tasks. actionable tasks actionable tasks uh, but then you also prioritize you know which are the more important things uh, and you push those to the front you know to the top and then once you work through those and then kind of go down that way okay and you're always like updating um what what is realistic and what's not realistic on a day-to-day basis you talk to your team and say hey what did you guys do yesterday what was the accomplishment what didn't work what worked what should we actually prioritize should we change things mm. and just keep on doing it that way it doesn't have to be like a hard set stone kind of list that you have to go through mm. it sounds like it sounds like you're interested in it like it seems yeah, like I like mean, yeah it seems like a certain skill skill set you would you would like to acquire maybe yeah yeah that's that's definitely an impetus for taking the, the course and also i plan on uh taking this other course called certified scrum Pro- product owner so huh. dealing with products and stuff like that uh, feature sets a lot what i want to envision rolling into um the the product at hand and this is all paid for by the company i guess no 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 this is like all for my own benefit oh okay yeah. so you're paying out of pocket for this i'm stuff. paying out of yeah, pocket for okay. this 
it's tax deductible. So. <laughs> but, I, I just mean, did my tax. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what the tax deductible is going to be because next year the tax code's completely different, right? The tax is it? Law. It's going to be that different though, according to Trump. I mean, I don't, I don't uh, know. It's pretty dramatic. What's the? It was the st- basically all I worry about is the standard deduction going to change a lot? I think it might, huh? Yeah. It's, oh it's, god. It's moving to like ten grand or something. Like oh. Okay. Okay. It's different for if you're single without kids. Right. right? Okay. I'm single without kids. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, I have a family, and then we have a house, and then uh, things that you can and cannot deduct. I'm. St- I don't know all the details. Yeah. De- details about that, but it. I mean, that's why I have a tax professional dealing with that kind of right. stuff. Right. You know, like I just today because I was I was a little behind today because I was. Um, there's actually like for low income people like 54k and below. There's actual service from uh, through CSUN actually. Uh-huh. They do uh, tax free tax preparation, and I was just like, uh, I I had to amend my tax thing because I, I forgot to add a 1099. Yeah, and it it turns out according to him that it wouldn't have mattered because I barely broke. I was actually negative. Yeah, because it was through um, a rideshare company and right. like with gas and rental fees, like I was actually a little bit negative. Yeah, so it didn't even matter that he included, but he found a bunch of like Schedule C deductions that I should have just put in. Yeah, and I like I, he says that with the amendment, I should be getting a, a good almost a G back. Of, oh, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, because I overpaid a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and because because I'm ten ninety nine too, a lot of yeah. the stuff is is I pay a good amount of taxes i don't get money back yeah. yeah um so i was just like wow like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things i think as um i don't know if you got this from your parents but my my like like to do it yourself right you know like just like so i yeah. was always proud like oh i do the taxes myself right but i think once in a while it's good to like get a couple of eyes on it and and oh. get someone to help you because like there's a, there's a bunch of things like I kind of miss like the Schedule C stuff right. obviously I mean I saw it I've done them before but I think I was too rushed for the April deadline I was just like oh, forget it but then taking the time to amend it and like go through it and he did it a lot quicker than I did I was right. like dude I would totally because I through that person I could have saved I would say a good couple hours because I yeah well yeah. okay it's, there's one thing about doing it for yourself but that's when you're talking about taxes, yeah, I remember taking classes on taxes and, and you know accounting and all that stuff. There are a lot of different ways to get get the answer. Yeah, there's tons of the. It's not even like one set way. It's different if you're like single and no kids, no no house, no no house is a very big thing. Oh, your your taxes must be really complicated. It, no, it's not. I don't even think it should be that complicated. But once I got my first townhouse, my financial advisor at the time goes. You have a house now. You should get a, a real CPA to take care of things, and it was a huge difference. Really? Yeah, a huge difference because there are things that I didn't even know that you could deduct. Right. That's the thing. You don't know what you don't know, right? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you can do it all yourself. Yeah, you're gonna do it correct, based right. on that. Right, right. But you know, in the end, you're gonna miss a lot of things. Right. And I, I just think to myself, like, huh, how much, you know, in the learning process, whereas like. I think that's why it's important to have mentors in certain things or, you know, get, get, I know for screenwriting, um, it's like to get other people to read your stuff, like people you trust. Right. Cause then there's probably some stuff that you're like, wait, how did they go from, from the townhouse to the beach all of a sudden? You're like, Oh, I totally forgot to explain that, you know? Right. Cause in your head, you're so stuck in your head. Like, Oh, it makes so much sense. But, um, no, no, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. I mean, 
You probably, <laughs> and people are paid professionally to do this, right? Right, right. They're paid professionals, and you're you're an amateur right. when oh. it comes to this thing. Yeah, because you're not getting paid to like do your taxes. No. I I In think in fact it's the other way around, right? Where you're paying. We're so. paying. <laughs> I think that's something I noticed that I'm working on is a certain level of stubbornness. I, I get it from my I think I get it from my father's like, like he like. Uh, you know, before he got sick, uh, he was like, you know, fixing the, sh you know, the brake shoes on the car, you know, like, like into midnight or something, you know, and like, I get it. If, if he enjoys doing it, if you enjoy yeah. it, he's an engineer, right? Right, right? So, so, um, like the other time I went back to the Bay Area, I brought up my, um, like one of those like foldable bikes, the seat was kind of messed up. Cause you know he's kind of just retired, not really doing anything. So I'm like, hey dad, yeah, if you have time, you can fix it. You know, give him something yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Um, but at the same time, I was just like, just watching. Was like, dad, you're like, get, you're like working yourself tired just trying to do it yourself. But I mean, if he enjoys it, as long as he doesn't injure himself, you know, mm -hmm. that's fine. That's it's a hobby. But I think at that time he was just a little bit too old. I think he probably should have just got someone to help him for that the break shoot times yeah it's different right because, yeah because i i know a friend who does everything himself he can afford to do or have it done out but i think he enjoys saving money sure he enjoys the, the act of figuring out how to do it himself right like he's done an oil cooler for himself he told me about a story where he his dad figured out how to change the, the shocks and struts and stuff like that <sighs> and it, it requires like compressing the shocks or something like that and then right. to pop it to pull it off the car and then like you know put it back on and he says that they they were in danger of like injuring themselves a couple of times because with shocks i mean it's made for thousands of pounds or hundreds of pounds at least yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah so it, it's not a, no 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 laughing matter kind of thing mm. But I mean, he does a lot of things himself. He figures it out. I guess at the end of the day, is like, do you enjoy it, or do yeah. does do I enjoy doing my own taxes, or do I enjoy fixing my own car? It's like everything else, though. I mean, yeah. do you enjoy cooking? Yeah, if you enjoy cooking, then you're yeah. gonna cook at home. But yeah. if, you, if you don't enjoy the cook cooking, then you're you're obviously gonna go out and get let let the professionals you know, take care of that. Yeah, and you'll save time, but you yeah. won't you won't save money, but. You know, there's always that trade-off, time or money, right? Yeah. There's always that trade-off, and you have to think about what your where your time is better spent, right? Right. You could spend ten hours doing something that it would only take someone two hours to do. Right. Like but if you, taxes or something. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. totally enjoy it, that's one thing. But if you don't, you know, could you have spent the other eight hours that you could have gotten back more productively? It would actually even be ten hours because the two hours that someone's working on your car, you could go do something else. You don't have to be there watching and do it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You just you have, but you're paying for that person's time and expertise. And right. Yeah. But it's gonna be done well, and at least you, the responsibility is on the professional, right? Right. Even with taxes, the CPA has to sign off on, or the tax preparer has to sign off on. And they go, yes, I prepared these taxes ah. in case there's someone, in case you get audited. Right. You, hopefully, the person's like is smart enough and did the job right and that he's confident that, or he or she will sign off on. Oh yes, I prepared these taxes in case you get audited. I'll be there with you. Oh great, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's something, especially. Uh, I mean you probably pick this up as you're growing older, right? It's like you have less time for things, so you have to be more efficient, kind of yeah. like the scrum, like, oh, how can I better use my time and where where do my talents lie? Yeah. And, you know, this goes back to our conversations about talent and 
where it's better spent. But I think the other part of the equation, like you said, is enjoyment, right? Yeah. And generally, you, we enjoy the things that we're, we're good at. Yeah. You know, like maybe martial arts or something like that. Now, I wouldn't say I'm super talented at martial arts, but I enjoy the process of breaking down a move right. or like... Um, so I'm watching this Korean reality show called Sister Slam Dunk, and they have to do like a dance for um, uh, for the song that they're the, uh, for a girl group that they're forming, and they have to do like this and like this right. and stuff like that. And the, and and you know like some of them like you know of course Tiffany from Girls Generation she's she gets it really quickly because she has yeah. like ten years of experience, ten thousand right. hours or what or more. And then there are some ones who who don't have that much experience, but like get it down really well. Yeah. And then there's the other group, they just cannot get it, you know? And, and the, the you know, JYP, he's like the, right. uh, he's the CEO, he's like yelling at them, like, come on, you're getting on the wrong beat. And they're like close to tears. Um, but you know, I, I watch that and I'm like, oh damn. And then th- what's interesting, and this is something that's, I've been thinking about a lot actually, is um, there's one girl, uh, Jessie, and she's like talented, mm-hmm. but she's just busy and just doesn't really have her heart in it. Yeah. And uh, so she doesn't really, so like she show up to practice, like she did maybe an hour of practice before, like yeah. uh, uh, showing JYP. He's like, you know, like he's obviously she hasn't rehearsed that well much. Yeah. Whereas the people who like suck, they've rehearsed a lot. Yeah. And they at least get the shape of the dance, right? Right. And that makes me think of martial arts. Like, yeah, I enjoy like doing the movement, and so. But the lesson I th- I got from the the Jesse situation was like, um, so there's another there's a term in like Shao Si Lao, uh, Shao Si Lao Lao, Da Wei So that means like Shao Si Liao Liao means Shao Si Ho. When you're a kid, you may be talented at something. Uh, I think Jiang Wei or like. Uh, uh, so like when you get older doesn't necessarily be, you'll be great you know so i thought i was kind of looking at like so so basically after like he scolded jesse like hey if i had as much talent as you i would want to be the best you right. know and like you've got talent like even when she does the move half-heartedly it's way better than those people who spent like so many hours yeah those, those other two right and and but she just doesn't know it she hasn't memorized the basic mechanics and um and he's like dude if i had your talent like i would try to be like the best at that because she she obviously has talent right. for dance and for singing um and I, that made me think about yeah i do i i do notice that i i have growing up i had certain talents and some things but i just i don't think i had the work ethic you know or i didn't have the mentality to like really push myself and i think part of that was um oh, I'm never going to be able to compete at a world-class level. Or maybe I just wasn't that interested, too. That, or that maybe yeah. I was a kid. You know, I'm, I like like to mess around. Or you know, we actually talked about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Previously, yeah. we said, like, you can, to become great at something, Yeah. there is that... I'm circling th- back. Yeah. yeah the, you have to have a certain amount of talent. Yeah. You can have all the work I think you want, but if you don't have a little bit of talent, right, you're not going to be, a, like, a world-class... MMA fighter or martial artist. Right, right, right. And then you're like, no, no, no. If you work hard enough, you can you can get to that greatness level. You can get to a basic level. You, you can, can get you, to a really good level. You can get yeah. Some people depend, yeah. and of course, this is a spectrum, right? Like right. How talented? Right. How hard? You know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, 
I remember you were like, no, no. <laughs> if, you, if you work hard at it, you're going to win. You're going to do it. Yeah, like Rock Lee status. Yeah, yeah from uh, from Naruto. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's not that way. I, you know, I, I think I'm turning around. And going back to your argument about like the 10 hours that they could have spent learning how to fix their car or just get someone to do it, you know, maybe they're, instead of have, fix, learning how to fix a car, maybe they can spend that time, maybe they're good at guitar. They should be practicing guitar right. during that time or like dance or whatever yeah and you know and um i thought about that it's like there's you know i, I remember <laughs> um i i keep i keep shading my dad but you know he's a good guy but like uh uh i remember one of my friends he he's kind of similar he he's uh i he knows all about like uh how to like prioritize and make corporations efficient he's like a project manager right. or sales some right. sort of thing like that and uh you know he's gone through like um but even at a young age when we were in high school my friend and i um he he knew how he could just like for like he could figure out like something was just not was like a little bit inefficient here, you know so right. my dad like he's when I, I used to work with my dad at like a photo uh, developing spot store and um you know he's a good worker and uh and he would tutor me in physics you mm -hmm. know because uh, i had physics homework for high school and he's you know he he's a mechanical engineer he's like he knows his physics um and i'm still a little bit conflicted but uh basically when he would teach me a problem about let's say for instance if you have a rubber ball on a slope with a certain friction coefficient right that rolls at the bottom of that slope how fast is it going something like that right right, right yeah something simple like so my dad the way he would teach you was like okay well you gotta look at the friction coefficient um all right and uh i think he he just made it like we had to look at every factor right yeah. there's friction coefficient what else was there was there any weird wind resistance or anything like that yeah basically he would look at the thing very um uh microscopically at everything right and then my friend would listen he would just chuckle himself and he, he i think he got better grades than me in physics and then he would tell me later like james all you need to know is to figure out the speed yeah just figure and all so instead of looking at all the factors and all the information they give you just look at the thing that answers that question i'm like what yeah <laughs> and my dad was like basically my dad was teaching me skills that could apply to other problems which right. is fine right but for that specific problem we were spending way more time and i still had all these other questions to answer right but but i think and i, I get what my dad's thinking is that by spending that time in that question Hopefully, I can answer the other questions more efficiently. But maybe that's not necessarily the case. Maybe it's a different set of skills. I need different things. I need to look at right. for each question. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to relate. How how am I relating this? Well, it's like how how you spend your time. So like, I guess my dad enjoys physics, maybe, or like he I'm sure enjoys. He does. Yeah, he enjoys like you know the figure out the whole picture and why stuff things like, are. the why things are, which is great. And there's like, you know, there's a love and you know. But like for me, I'm just like I just want to get the answer. <laughs> well, you know, farming farming things out is actually an economic question, right? Right. It's the whole reason why we have trade. Well, yeah, chi we get everything from China, right? Because yeah. they can do it at less price than we can do it. Right. And it's like idiotic for us to think, oh, you know, we should just do everything in the U.S. But the wages are different. No. For a yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And do we really want factory jobs? Like, do you really? I've worked a factory job. I, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, factory jobs. I, I this this whole idea. I mean, we should do better or things that are more productive for our economy, right? right That's the right. whole reason why it, it, there's a comparative advantage. That's the whole reason why there's trade. Right. Some people are better at things than we are. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, I mean yeah, yeah. So specialization, are, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And farming things out. Farming things out. Hmm. We're much better at growing things. Right. And we're better at designing things for, like, yeah. well, Apple. Innovation. Yeah, innovation. Um, innovation comes a lot from the U.S., but the actual building of things... I don't know, you know. Yeah, it just seems like uh, for cars, the Germans and the Japanese people do it better. In they lots do of things. it way better, man. As far as like the the actual production is, is of cell. R.I.P. My uh, Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm drive Toyota now, so. But it's yeah. only based on re, you know, previous reliability. But it's like a different standard, right? The Germans, uh, some of their cars are not going to last long, long, long times. But their engines are going to last forever, I think. Right. But to fix a German car, it's like super expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like... But it's engineered well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, whether it's like they're the really engineered well for like the driving experience. Yeah. Or engineered well for like the longevity, you know, the reliability. Right. You know, it's, it's different, but they have their, their niches. You know, the Americans, we started, you know, a lot of the car manufacturing with the Ford Model T. Right. But because we haven't... I, I don't know the innovation from you know other countries took our innovation and improved upon it and just like leapfrogged us in different ways. Mm. You know, only two com two car companies in the U.S. have not bankrupted. I think it's uh I believe it's Ford. either G GM I think or Ford Ford and GM because yeah. Chrysler has been sold twice already. Yeah, it it's I believe it's it might be GM and Tesla. Those are the only two companies. It that might have. be Ford and Tesla. I think Ford survived during the the recession oh okay without uh, needing the money it was on like the elon musk uh, podcast i heard yeah, yeah tesla's probably the other one i'm sure tesla's the other one but, but they they they're still in debt though you know? yeah they're yeah. they're in trouble in different ways right right because, right but yeah, anyways that's comparative advantage and that's like the idea of like farming things out right now i one thing i, I i'm curious about for like your your research in like basically it seems like organizational and pro uh, productivity in a company is yeah. what you're studying, right? Well, the Scrum is, is more like, it's kind of a different way of doing projects. So it's project management. Is there sales involved or not really? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Is, yeah, I'm right. doing sales now, but I mean, this is like completely different. Okay. What I was going to relate was like, my f my the friend that I mentioned who's like telling me like James just get the physics right. just get the answer he does um, some sales and I was telling him my um, you know my relationship issues and or my dating issues he's like oh well and he's, he started going off on all these sales techniques <laughs> <laughs> I mean have you had that experience where it's like basically like how to get clients or keep clients or oh, make yeah. new clients it's basically dating yeah and, and he's like and like, like, okay, example, warm lead. What's a warm lead? Right. Oh, you don't, your company and their company currently don't have matching mission statements or, or uh, products that can mesh, but keep in touch and maybe, you know, and just keep, you know, and just connect with the person as a person, you know, whoever you're dealing with. And just, if there's something pops up, they'll keep you in mind, you know? Right. So something like that. So it's kind of like having... You know, some people talk about like friend zoning or whatever, but 
you know, there's friends, there's female friends I have. I don't necessarily see, well, let me backtrack. Let me think how, how can I phrase this carefully? Uh, there, there's women that, that I may be attracted to, but maybe not have the right timing. It's not the right time for them, or maybe, maybe they're in a relationship or something like that. And you know, I just like keep in touch with them. You know, Instagram's like, oh hey, cool, I saw you're traveling or something like that. But I'm not necessarily trying to get them or like or tell them to break up with their boyfriend or anything like that. But I'm just right. keeping like a friendly conversation or something like that. Right. And uh, yeah, and if there was opportunity, if they're interested, depending on where I'm at at the time, maybe it could turn into something. Maybe not. It's not a big deal, I guess. But it's like kind of like. I get what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make a connection with like a warm lead, I guess. But <laughs> I I know that there are a lot of techniques out there um, for sales. Sure. To the it's it's primarily a car salesman kind of manipulation. Have you ever gone to a car car dealership and started talking to someone? Yeah. And there are some people who are you can feel like the grease coming off of them. Like some of them are really cool, you know, like, hey, this is how much it costs, blah, blah, right, blah. Right. But there's, I, I remember going to this one dealership in Culver City that's no longer around. Yeah. It was for a Subaru. They go, so, are you ready to buy a car? I was like, no, I'm just thinking like, goes, well, if, I think you're ready. He goes, I don't think I'm ready. He goes, if you weren't ready, you wouldn't be here right now, would you? Oh, God. I was like, oh, oh God. Yeah, I think I'm going now. Yeah, so... He, the thing is, I think people who are really successful at sales, or people who are like like just across the board in any environment, is that they try to connect with people as people. Yeah, and I think that's true because like um, you know, I've worked in a, I've worked in retail, and I've worked for a company where our our motto was like, don't be pushy. You know, just yeah. ask if they want it or not, and because it, it you know if so, I I think the actual yeah so what you're talking about is kind of like the pickup technique stuff yeah the manipulation stuff right yeah so that's why i was a little bit hesitant to talk about like warmly like that's kind of like oh i want to keep her around just in case but more, it, what i mean is more like i don't mind having female i like having female friends right. you know and if it turns into something it, that it's i'm not gonna force anything right but that but having you know having female friends is great and also they can give perspective on my current issues and stuff like that and um, um, and so I think yeah the greasy car car salesman that's kind of like just like pickup techniques like oh hey oh I don't like your shoes you know like negging like there's a yeah. technique called negging yeah like hey I don't like your shoes and she's like oh whoa and she's like super hot or something like whoa no one's really said that to me hey I'm interested in this guy like these right. techniques basically you're putting on a front yeah but basically and once you get into a relationship with this girl like you can't really use those techniques because you, you have to be yourself, right? Yeah. Um, anyways, so, anyways, that's a good uh, lead into like <laughs> your, your your dating situation. Sure. Um, uh, so yeah, I, one recent depression that I, one recent sadness I had was like I hit off with with this one uh, Chinese American uh, uh, lady. She's just like a few years younger than me, and um, we hanged out in you know near downtown and I thought we, we hit it off really well and we, we kept in touch but she was super busy with work so a week a couple of weeks later try to connect with her again and we were texting um, and we we're trying to set something up and I think what did it was like I and I maybe I've self-sabotage I'm not sure I was gonna ask your opinion but like let's see Hold a second yeah yeah I'm gonna close the door yeah it's all good 
Um, I'm trying to find the text message. I'm not going to show the audience, but I'll show you. People are raiding our recycling bins. Oh, <laughs> are you okay with that? Or uh, I'm I'm indifferent, completely indifferent about that. But really, my okay. mom when my mom was visiting, she was like running those people out of our. Wow. Yeah, she was like talking to them and trying to get them get away. Okay, so basically here, so, so, um, so she's been super busy with work. That's her, right? Yeah. And then that stuff. You can don't read it out loud, but I'll I'll summarize. As Dan's reading that, I'll summarize for the audience. Basically, she was super busy with work, and I'm like, and she's like, okay, ask me about my weekend, my, and I'm like, oh, you know, I've just been entertaining some uh, friends out of town. Um, hey, I mean, if next week. If if basically if this week doesn't work out, I I told her, hey, maybe next next week, or if you want, we can catch up on the phone or something. It's been a while, ha ha ha. And then I follow up. She didn't respond to that, and I don't know. What's your thoughts? <laughs> She's not interested. Yeah, probably. I mean, it, it in in my limited experience it's just it shouldn't be that hard yeah and usually when when it's that hard things are not going to go well for you because you're gonna like think about it more yeah um i do know of someone where it did work out because he kept on you know he was he was willing to uh, keep on he didn't i guess their the relationship was or when they they went out um she never like responded to anything but she was a writer and he like went to one of her productions even though she didn't respond and she spotted him in the audience. She's like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. Even though uh, we didn't actually, I didn't respond to his things. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He still showed up for my things and tried to provide support for my I've done that before, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it worked out for him, but it doesn't sound like it worked out for you. It, it, yeah. It could yeah. work out, but I think that if you keep on you know, pursuing things, it, it sh it, and it's not like being reciprocated, Yeah. that this is basically a sign. Like if, I, if a girl like a, pursues you, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're not interested. Yeah. What do you do? You just kind of ghost her. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. So um, you have to think about it from that side. She's, whoever this girl is, you think yeah. you hit it off. But maybe, you know, from your perspective, things went well. But maybe for from her perspective, she's looking for something different. Yeah, or maybe she met somebody. You know, met somebody. You know, you know, yeah. She could have already met someone before and she thought, oh, I, I should just like weigh the options. Weigh options, yeah. But in any case, if she's not responsive... Yeah. responding to you like right away yeah it shouldn't be that hard uh, the other thing i was i was thinking is like is it weird to say hey you want to call on the phone is that a little weird uh, just a little bit i mean <laughs> i i don't know how old this girl is but she's like my age just a few years younger yeah. but this generation or your generation yeah. is more texting than calling yeah i, I know Maybe I was trying to be old-fashioned, like, hey, maybe we'll catch up on the phone if you're busy, you know? Right, right. Yeah. But, I mean, you should just, like, hey, do you want to go have coffee? She doesn't, then she doesn't, right? Yeah. Because if she did, she would, like, respond, hey, you know, those are, you know, how about this and this day? Sure, sure. Okay. You could have been more specific. It goes, hey, how about, you know, you said next week or whatever, but you could say, how about next week, Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah, at, yeah. At and it shows interest in yeah. planning, yeah. Specificity. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That that brings me to the other one because I'm trying to set up a second date with um, uh, another person, and 
that's what I did because she was also a lot of these LA la ladies are super busy, <laughs> or especially in my age group. They're all in their my age group in their thirties. They're all in careers or they're you know um, yeah. So far, all the women that I've dated in my age group have been like very very busy with their careers. I've I've been probably the most unbusy person I've met. <laughs> I'm busy too. I mean, I, I keep busy, but, uh, and maybe that's a, that's, maybe that's a judgment on myself. That's something I need to, uh, I shouldn't be so judgmental on myself. You know, I, I don't like being, but personally, I don't like being like hella busy anyways. Right. Um, but anyways, what was I going to say? Uh, so this recent date, she's very nice. We talked for a good while. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think, Maybe I'm just like super picky, you know. I, I've been thinking about this, like, because lately I've been like, I've been meeting. So I, the last time we talked about this was when I met uh, a girl I dated at Anime Expo, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we had a lot of things in common, but just there's no chemistry. Now this this one, uh, it's only a first date, but I think there should be a gauge. Um, it's it's, uh, you, you know, her face is okay, you know, like physically, like it's just okay you know what i'm saying like the physical attractiveness and maybe i just need to get to know her more and um and one thing i've been thinking about is like i was talking to i used to i talked to one of my friends about this before he, he's um long and he mentioned uh yeah a lot of people who marry they just settle i'm like really that's kind of depressing he's like eh. well, well i mean <laughs> well we're two generations removed from arranged marriages, right? Bas well, my parents are basically almost arranged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were almost, and, yeah. And so, in previous generations, marriage was more about productivity, I guess. Pro well, like convenience, convenience or, or ma uh, matchability. Yeah, if that's. But it, it's it's a. It's not so much about love. It's about something else. Yeah, yeah, and so. The settling thing is is kind of different, right? It's a, a different approach. It. I know about. I I met people who have been arranged. Okay. And, you wait your age group? No, no. <laughs> I was gonna say. No, not my age group. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. But like the previous generation. Yeah. I, I talked to like generations before, and it's like, well, some of them work out, some of them don't. But, and then there's like some some story or some book I was reading maybe that was Z's and Starry and Z's and Sorry Modern Romance Modern right? Romance yeah. I was talking about it too but it's just like you kind of get to know the person and this is it and there's something freeing in a way mm. because if it doesn't work out it's like not because you chose it right somebody chose it for you right it's not your not your fault I guess right. or yeah yeah but again, that's like going back to the whole farming it out to somebody else. <laughs> In so, this yeah. case, it's a little bit different because it impacts your whole life. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm farming it out to online apps. So, I mean, yeah, that's... Well, not really. That online apps, it's just like a different way of speed dating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a different way of speed dating. I am just getting really jaded from the, the, the online date. I mean, I'm, I've taken a break, but I'm easing back in. But... Um, I just, I think I just, I need to f detach myself from, like, not be too uh, invested in the, 
in the online app, but also be open to meeting women in real life and just use it as one of my, you know, avenues. Avenues. Yeah. yeah. You should try it. I mean, yeah. it's it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> meeting people in real life is hard. That's why online dating came up. Yeah. Came about that's why it's yeah. the, the anonymity, the the thing that you don't have to like cross the room on a dance floor basically to ask a girl out or ask a girl to dance to get rejected and cross all the way back oh that reminds me i had uh, two things okay yeah i like uh <laughs> so okay story time um i was uh going to pick up some of my medication for my psoriasis yeah and um i went to the drive-thru and this pharmacist i think is kind of cute you know pops up i'm like oh and uh i've seen her a couple times we've chatted you know briefly about side effects and stuff like that okay, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah very and professional yeah yeah, yeah. and uh you know during our interaction uh she she's told me the address it's my parents address oh no, no i'll change uh no let me change my address and i asked her hey has it been pretty busy and she's like oh you know like uh yeah it's fairly busy um i think she said something about this time of year or whatever and then she asked me oh are you in the pharmacy industry too i'm like oh no 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 i do social media so I was like, oh, there's a quick interaction. Maybe she's yeah. interested. And, but I just like, and then I changed my address with her. And then she's like, okay, bye. And, and she turned away. I'm like, well, it's too short. And then I was like, fuck, should I go back in? <laughs> no. I did. You did. <laughs> and how did it go? Uh, well, I, I went in and said I wanted to get some information about my medication. Um, like, you know, some more, you know, how you can talk to a pharmacist at the drugstore and then yeah. uh, so she came because i knew she was the head pharmacist and um so she told me about yeah because so, i had you know i had some minor very minor concerns about it that i asked her about and then towards the end i'm like hey i'm sorry this might be really unprofessional but i was wondering if you want to get coffee sometime yeah and she's like she had to process it for a second and she like she like looked behind her to see if her co-workers are looking and she's like what like, is this like a prank or something? Like she's like, uh, no, I'm I'm married, <laughs> she, and she's like, and she's like kind of laughs about it. I'm like, oh, I'm and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, um, hey, thank you for the info. Uh, uh, I'll I'll, see yeah, you see you next time. time yeah, <laughs> and she, and then walked away. And I I I think to be honest, I think it kind of brought it brought a smile to her face, and it kind of seemed like it was like really. I I don't think she's been hit on in a long time. Probably I don't know. I, that was a feeling I got because she like she literally was like like making sure and then and she kind of just laughed like yeah I'm married you know like yeah that. and um so what was weird was the second time I had to pick up another medication like I just like walked she was behind the counter yeah and so I just walked past her and not really make eye contact I just yeah it's just a little awkward yeah I just picked it up with somebody else um but uh, we'll see what happens when I pick it up next time but uh that was fun um how do I feel about that? I think I was fine. I wasn't very like creepy about it or anything. I don't like linger there, you know. Um, well, I have another story, but yeah, any comments yeah. on that one or? Uh... No. Well, going back, at least you had a, a valid reason for going back, Shh. although it's like thinly veiled. Thinly veiled, but it at least was not just a non sequitur where you're just like, hey, how about coffee? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I said, hey, I, I mean, this must be very. This yeah. might be very unprofessional, but blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and the other time was like um, I told you about that, that experience in Korea where I gave like a, there was a group of girlfriends and I yeah. just gave my number. So I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's about Korean stuff, but I was in K Town with my uh, bro and, and his wife. And um, one thing I do now, and this is this my I don't know if you have experience with this, was that uh, I, I got a piece of paper. I wrote down my number because I thought the oh the waitress is cute. And then uh, so I was eating, talking with my brother and uh, my sister in law. And then towards the end, like I'm writing something, my number onto a piece of paper, and my brother's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, just writing something down." He's like, "Oh, okay." So what I do is I don't tell people I'm gonna do do it. Right. I, I keep it as a private thing, and then I do it first, and then I talk about it. Yeah. Because I feel like if I talk about it, it kind of diffuses the energy a little bit. Right. Yeah. So I I wrote it, and so when my brother and sister in law walked out, I went up to her and it's like, "Hey." Um, Sorry, uh, she's like, huh? What? She's like, she was on her way to another table. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm hi, excuse me. So she had to spin around. I'm like, oh, hey, sorry. I just wanted to say I think you're pretty. I was wondering if you wanna, if I could give you my number or something. And then she's like, oh, she laughed and said, oh, what? Uh, I'm married. Uh, I'm like, oh, congratulations, because she looked kind of young. So I'm like, I'm like, congratulations. She's like, okay. And then I just went out. So. Those are two experiences I've, I've had recently. And that was after the, the one I uh, just mentioned with the, the K-Town waitress was, I think prior to that, I was at a supermarket. I saw this really attractive lady and um, she was like lingering near me too, for some reason. Yeah. Like she, I was getting some mochi. Uh-huh. I don't think I really needed, but I was just looking at it. I was just trying to find a reason to get closer to her. And, um, but I like mochi. And then like... Uh, and she kind of lingered around too. I'm like, okay, maybe I should go say hi, right? And then I just like walked past, I chickened out and I was circling back to maybe like talk to her again. And then her like sister came up and like, she's like, hey, you want you want to buy this or her roommate or whatever? I don't know. And uh, and I just like walked away. And so I lost that, that window of opportunity. And um, so I was kind of like a ihan, uh, what's the word? Uh, felt res- like- um, Hesitant? Uh, I felt resent. Uh, what's the word? It's not like regret. I felt regret. It's kind of like a word of regret and resentment towards myself, kind of. So, so that's why I felt a little bit more bold in the K Town situation. Maybe I don't know. Um, but those are those are that's, those are two stories I, I had recently. Um, I think I'm getting better. Uh, I think now I'm kind of like kind of like what you were saying when you used to just talk to random uh, women. Uh, was that? What do I have to lose? Like, you know? yeah, I I'm telling you right now, I I got like nowhere. <laughs> right. So I, I got it, nowhere. So here's the flip side of this though. Sometimes if I'm trying to get work done at a cafe or something, yeah, and I just like every cute girl I see, I'm like, it just disrupts me. Like I'm trying to do work. I'm like, so then I look at her and I, I basically in my mind I'm already calculating. <laughs> How cute is she? Is she worth the effort and for me to interrupt my flow or whatever I'm right. doing and or is it is it just fear and should I just you know or is it fear if it's fear then I want to break that fear uh, or is it like or is it a compulsion like and maybe I shouldn't like always like try to hit on every single hot girl you know maybe it's a little <laughs> both maybe but I, I have a friend who's like really good at it he will I remember going to Vegas on and with him and you know a bunch of other friends and he's like walked up to some girl in the hotel lobby. He's like, "Hey," and he starts talking to her. Yeah, nothing came of it, but 
he was very smooth about yeah. the whole thing. And yeah. I wasn't one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a shock that I'm even married sometimes. Oh, no, <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, that makes me think about, there's a passage in like the game by Neil Strauss. He talks about um, like a social, it's, I think it's called like a pickup robot or social robot where like there's there's some pickup artists who like, it it becomes like, OCD or like right. they have to hit on every single semi-cute girl you right. know and it's like they they basically can't get to work because they have to like you know or they can't get work done because they're like wherever they're at they have to talk to you know yeah. so I think that's one extreme obviously and um, so I, I'm always self you know assessing and also at the same time I, I, I understand a lot of problem with guys like me because uh, I've been listening to like Fearless Asian Man podcast and he talks to a bunch of self-help people as well. It's basically a lot of guys like me overthink, right? We try, we try to solve these problems with logic or calculation when it's like, it's not really, this is like a, this is a very emotional, very gut feeling, intuition kind of thing. I don't think it's something, it's like, oh, hey, I want to talk to her. You know, like, it's just like, it's, there's no, it, it, it's hard to like, try to solve it with intellect is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's, that's something I've been going through. Cause I, it's like when I'm in these long stretches, I talked to my other friend, he, he recently had a kid actually. Yeah. I, sh- I uh, I'll show you a picture later, but, um, uh, yeah, I had a good talk with him, you know, prior to the, the birth of his, his kid. And, um, basically he had like a longer stretch than I did prior to his marriage right and um his mom i think his mom told him basically like mm, if you're looking it's probably gonna happen you know or like if it's something that you want in your heart in time you will get it you'll get it you know obviously maybe there's some effort involved but if when it comes to like uh like love or something like that it's not something that can be really you know forced but if it's something that in your heart that you want you'll be aware of it and it will happen it'll, it'll appear i guess when you when when you're ready right i told you last time like when you know when the te- when the student prepares uh the teacher will appear or something like that. yeah um so that's something i've been thinking about because to keep me motivated because in these long stretches i think you know what maybe i should just like Maybe I should settle with a girl that I'm only eighty percent about, you know, like, you know. And... I don't think you should settle. Uh... <laughs> I don't. I mean, unless unless marriage is like one of those things that you just want to get. Over. I'm not thinking like marriage. Just like maybe a girlfriend, maybe for just and, and you yeah, can do that too. Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. I mean, because I I don't I I don't believe people should do something just because they're lonely. That's like a recipe yeah. for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. So and so that basically answers <laughs> your thing. Should yeah. I settle? Yeah. It, but it's a thought that comes up, and I just you know I'm just voicing it out. I know right. what the answer is, but I'm just voic I'm just getting it out into the universe, so like it's not like stuck in my chest, you know? Yeah. Because um, the other thing that was that maybe there's I think that there's like this 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 younger girl that's attracted to me, but she's like. 20 or 20 and there's another one other one's like 21 but i'm like i don't know that's a little young for me 
And I, I was going to talk to you about that because we've had different opinions on this, I think. Yeah. I, I think if she's like 20, 21, yeah. she can drink alcohol. You don't have to like chaperone her to yeah. do anything. Yeah. Like, I remember I got set up with a girl when yeah. I was like 25 or 26. Yeah. And the girl was like 19. And I had to chaperone her to go to Dave and Buster's. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh, this is not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In some ways, like, oh, yeah, you're getting a younger girl. She was cute. Sure. But then I was like, oh, but I'm I'm literally chaperoning her in Dave and Buster's because it's 21 and over at that time. Right. But you guys are only six years difference, though. Yeah, at but, the time. but it was like a different mentality, though, right? Uh-huh. It's like, okay, six years difference is huge. At that, that age. age range, yeah. If I said, okay, I'm 21 and I'm dating a girl that's six years younger. 15 that's huge that's huge yeah when she turns 18 and i'm like you know 24 it's still pretty big yeah right she this girl just got out of high school right the thought processes are way different they're still maturing the whole college things once they get into college at least you know sophomore junior year they they've already progressed a lot right yeah theoretically they've gone away for school they're like living on their own they're figuring things out on their own yeah. They've made new friends or learning about all these other things. It is things start changing. Mm. Once they hit twenty one, they're not completely done growing. No. Or maturing. Which, but you know, but it's different already. Which I can't I don't I don't understand why some people get married like at twenty two. It's kinda of ridiculous. Like I'm like, what do you how do you guys even know? But that's uh, that's a tough one too. That's that's another topic, but um. But uh, yeah, as far I'm as in my I'm 34, so I mean 20, 21. That's kind of young for me. I think that's like. Well, okay. <laughs> it, it is pretty, personal. I mean, I have for to answer per, I, no, personal, right? I have to answer it for myself personally. But yeah. you should at least go out and see if there's any chemistry. Really, I don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I th- yeah obviously this girl is cute enough that you'd consider it sure otherwise the topic wouldn't come and, up and also she you know she i think she seems kind of interested so maybe yeah well i mean no. the thing is like it's all about chemistry right right regardless of all the externalities yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you should always try it out i'm not saying that you, you just like sleep with her and like leave no but i'm not that kind of guy yeah, and, yeah. and talk and have a coffee whatever it's just all about conversation you said you always you always like having female friends yeah and you're already like shooting shutting this one down because of age yeah i am <laughs> yeah and at least she can just be a friend right that's true she could just be a friend yeah you could go out maybe like once you once this whole thing you go to a coffee or go have dinner and you talk to her and it doesn't work out because you're like i have no chemistry with this girl right 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 then it just kind of like negates everything else right it doesn't matter about age at that point mm. yeah i guess it's i've always been judgmental okay here here's why and i'll, I'll tell you where, where this comes from it's kind of like maybe when i was uh gr- coming up you know as a youngin when I was at 19, 18, 19, 20, and I was like, why are all my all these girls I'm interested in? Like, they're all into, like, older guys or something. So I had, like, maybe, or, or like... The prejudice? Prejudice, or, like, you know, um, like even, like, hearing about Woody Allen and his story, I'm like, oh, that's so gross, right? And that's, like, extreme, right? That, that huge age difference. And I, I was like, oh, like, there's... I'm always thinking there might be some sort of fetishization going on. Either the girl thinks the, the, the guy's a father figure, or the guy thinks she's, like, you know... 
maybe has like a what's what's the electra no no like a daughter complex or something lolita Lolita complex right so that's and like i'm so like aware or so or so like i don't want to be like that at all like zero you know like i don't like any like that kind of that maybe i've shut that kind of um option to myself maybe (laughs) maybe yeah but the thing is like in the end i mean on the flip side would you have dated someone when you were 21 would you have dated someone who was 33 i bet you would have i think i would be interested yeah i'd be like oh damn that 30 year old is kind of okay real talk like when i would watch movies and stuff a lot of the girls that i was attracted to growing up were like the older women i'm like damn yeah. Now I don't know if that's still the case. There's some dude. There's some forty year olds that are like banging, but like, um, yeah, yeah. No, I I hear what you're saying. Because uh, like when you're twenty, okay, ha- okay, having having a crush on a teacher, I've had that. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. I've had. But crushes I mean, when you're teacher, like twenty one, yeah. you're you're thinking, oh, there's nothing wrong with me dating a thirty four year old girl. Ah. Uh... It's a little old, I would say. If it's I was a little old, it's a little old, especially if I'm thinking about like. Because we also have to think about biological clock too. That's another. But you're, consideration. you're thinking about marriage already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm already. Yeah. I'm already thinking you're, end you're game. Thinking, thinking like way ahead. I'm sure the idea is that yeah, you want to date someone that you you want to marry. I mean, isn't that the whole point? Though? It is. But yeah, the thing yeah. is, you you should still at least go and date and see if there's a fit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, if, you're yeah. already like eliminating lots of people because of like some certain weird criteria that you have <laughs> it's not that weird i mean like, well it's not a weird criteria it's, it's, it's a pretty it's, common criteria it yeah. is a common criteria yeah it is it's totally it's not weird at all yeah yeah it's true but the thing is you already are eliminating things um, based on criteria but you, you don't know about the person themselves yeah yeah um yeah with, with that date with the um chinese american girl uh, in downtown I I realized because we just hit it off, right? Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is. It's been a while since I had that feeling, you know, of like chemistry, having chemistry. How yeah. did you end that date? How did we? I kissed her on the cheek and I walked her to her car. Yeah. But yeah. did you like say, oh, we should? Yeah, yeah. We, we set up like, hey, let's go watch a movie sometime. Maybe this was before Crazy Rich Asians came out, and I'm like, yeah, maybe we'll watch Crazy Rich Asians or something. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. So it was it was a good parting, but I just think it was a while ago. Though. It was a while ago because we we just we couldn't match up because she's busy or you know busy. I'm not sure. And no, and there could be a number of reasons that a whole host of reasons that I cannot control. Yeah, that, like she already found some whatever. Yeah, yeah. So what can I control? What I can control is how I feel about myself, loving myself, right? Yeah, and not hating myself for like saying something I think is stupid or whatever. Yeah, and just. I don't know. Anyways, sorry. Did were you done with your point or? Oh yeah. <laughs> but well, last thing is just go have coffee with this girl. You think might be someone interested? Yeah. Okay. Not she's this... like twenty years old though. I. I'm not. You don't even know how old she is. I do. You do? I asked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but at least go and see. And okay. just be as be friends right you know what maybe you know, maybe it'd be good to have a a 20 year old female friend because then i'll be like hey how do you use snapchat <laughs> i don't even know how to use snapchat i, I like do look- snapchat is ridiculous i like well i figured it out eventually but i still don't know all the functions of it and yeah. i don't even know the purpose of like all the i know people do all the filters just 
because it's cool or cute or whatever. The dog filter, I hate it. I just like the girls had like the dog tongue. Yeah, it yeah. comes out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about it. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a totally different generation. It's a huge. And just think about this like, um, who knows what your, your kids' generation is, what they're going to have, you know? Like, they're, you know what Neuralink is? Like, like, Elon Musk was talking about it, but like, basically, it's basically linking your brain with somebody know, else with like the internet or something like that or something he, he he couldn't explain it because it was like an upcoming project but basically heightening your basically heightening your intelligence with artificial intelligence like which is, yeah which is what we basically do with our phone it's just that with the phone we're limited by input right we have to we have to type everything into our phone with our right. fingers and then to get the answer, to get the answer. But right. what if you could think of a question and get the answer to that question? You know. Or oh like, man, that. Uh, <laughs> if so yeah. If it's too much like that, then I feel like we're we're just dumb. Yeah. Well, uh, at that point, then everyone will be at. Then that a will base become level. That will become the base next base level. Is like everyone's everyone knows all factual stuff. Right. But then, like, how do you process that information and make something new, I guess? Or, right. Yeah. Because there's a ton of stuff on. So, like, okay, here's something maybe we can get into. I don't, I don't know if it's something you're interested in. But, like, like is, intelligence, is intelligence just information processing? Like, what? okay, I want to know how to write a romantic comedy. So I, what if I watch 10 romantic comedies, the top 10 romantic comedies, right? Yeah. But with AI, they could watch 1,000, 1 million yeah, you know, romantic comedies. Does that mean they can write a, a romantic comedy script? Maybe if they read a you know a thousand romantic comedy scripts, maybe. Well, I mean they're already doing things like that with AI. They're trying to, yeah, but it's it's still it's still clunky, obviously. Yeah. But maybe who knows? Maybe it's yeah, it's kind of scary. Well, I, did you ever watch that one where um, these illustrators created this animated thing? And showed to Miyazaki. Oh yeah, and it was like it was like, was like a he's monster. Like, he's a monster, and he was just like, it's like, he he like he had a what would you say like he had gut reaction of like this is terrible, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have that with poetry. Like right now, robots, uh, not one hundred percent now. Humans can tell the difference between human poetry and robot poetry. Yeah. For now, but who knows? Maybe as things get better, you know, like. If you told me 15 years ago, everyone would, you know, 20 years ago, everyone would be on their phone and, like, play music, then, yeah. you know, I would be like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so one thing I was going to talk about was, did you want to talk, the short film we watched, do you have any thoughts on that one? Um, so we watched, uh, or do you want to talk about it? No, you're all right. No, I'm, you're, you're okay. We can skip. Skip that. Um, selling. yeah, um, yeah, the other thing that going along with like the self-help kind of um, avenue, something that that's been on my mind was that with this loneliness, and we've all we've talked about this to a lot um, about like being okay, being lonely and stuff like that. But I think it's like, but how, right? How, like, or uh, because one one issue I notice. Is that I think I need to, I have to limit my time on social media now. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I'll see my friends, they're married, they get kids, or they're dating someone, or, okay, 
okay, here, here's one thing that I think maybe that's been something I need to kind of like get off, get it, get just resolve for myself personally was like, okay, seeing people, you know, uh, seeing, okay, uh, this might be controversial, but like, uh, I can edit this, but like, uh, seeing like, uh, successful Asian American women that I like, mm-hmm. or I think is attractive or that I respect and they date white men uh-huh. or they're married to a white man or something like that. Yeah. I think that people should be able to date whoever they want. Yeah. yeah they and uh, they can have their preference, right? But I think as someone who's sees that, you know, so I, I mean, Iron Fist, right? The 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 the, the love interest, she's ha- she's half Asian, I guess, yeah. but she's supposed she's she's playing full Asian, right? Yeah, and she's you know with Danny, the white guy, and. And a lot of CW shows, from what I hear, I don't watch all of them, but a lot of CW shows, a lot of the love interests, female love interests that are Asian are like half Asian for some reason. I don't know. Uh, like Flash or whatever. Or, well, it's yeah. the ambiguity, right? Yeah, it's just a little... So Ethnic it, ambiguity is, is helpful as an, as an actor. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're the guy or the girl... If you're ethnically ambiguous, you can play different stereo or different racial types, or you know, it doesn't. You're not necessarily pigeonholed into like certain roles. But I think, um, and this is then this is my problem. Is kind of like when I see that. Although I, I, I intellectually I say, okay, you know, that doesn't mean all Asian girls or all half Asian girls just want to date white guys, right? It's just they're playing that they're playing into like a certain racial model that has been set up you know a system or that's right. where, that's where where it's sexualizing asian females and erasing asian men out of the picture mm-hmm. and um but unconsciously sometimes i think it affects me especially when i'm on these long stretches of being single you know i know that i'm creative i know that you know there's there's things about myself that I love, right? That I like about myself. Um, but sometimes I try to compensate that with achievements, right? Oh, maybe I need to write another script or I need to write another song or stuff like that. You know, I understand intellectually that I should do these things because I enjoy them. You know, or not intellectually, but I understand in my heart that I should do these things because I enjoy them. But some part of me intellectually understands like, well, am I trying to peacock? You know, like trying to like show my feathers right. and get be attractive. And I, sometimes I feel that as an Asian man, I may have to compensate more. I have to be richer. I have to be more athletic. I have to be more uh, whatever, creative, to be more sexually attractive in, in American culture. I, sometimes I feel that pressure, you know? Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an idea that I have. Um, sure, there's plenty of like Asian women or, or white women or... They love like K-pop. We've talked about this before. Like they have Asian, you know, that love Asian men. But sometimes I feel like they like a specific narrow image of Asian men, or some of them just like Asian guys. So, um, I. So bring my my main point is that. Okay, there those things exist. Those systems exist, or those representations exist. What can I do? Well, you know, if with, if I want to create representations, things that I like to do, like film or story. I liked maybe I won't create those kind of representations, uh, which is why I was really kind of angry about 
to all the boys I loved before. I think that was an opportunity for them to like change the perception of, you know, like uh, you don't ha- like you don't have to be Asian girl to aspire to be. Like, it seemed like one of one of the theses of that film was that oh, oh, it, it's it's okay to humiliate Asian men as long as you know because like, they they watch Long Duck Dong right yeah and then the girls are like oh, well, yeah that's racist but. Jake Ryan, the lead white guy, is so hot. They didn't say the lead white. The lead guy is so hot. So it's kind of like, oh, what? Like, um, and the other thing was that when she gets, when the Asian girl gets, you know, spoiler. When the Asian girl gets the white guy, it's kind of like, oh, Asian women are just or a better option than white women or something like that. There's like this mm. kind of weird interpretation you can get from it. Um, so all these things that I can't control, um, what can I control? I can try to tell stories that don't represent something like that. And also, I can be better to myself. And like, I don't know. Because it seems like you don't care about any of that. <laughs> like, it doesn't bother, it doesn't phase you. I think, it phased, uh, I think it bothered me more when in college maybe yeah because it phases me like in college like one girl told me like she doesn't like asian guys like, yeah i've met uh, i've met those girls too right and it bothered me before but at in the end of the day is like would i even have chemistry with this girl yeah exactly like do i even want to date a girl like that no probably not the chemistry might not be there right right because right. like that that has like some weird she has issues that she's working through yeah obviously and am I going to be the psychiatrist that's going to like break through? No, you don't. You don't. That's not your job. That's not my job. <laughs> that's not your fucking job. But the thing is, like, you meet this girl. She's not interested. Okay, you know, for whatever reason, right? Right. It doesn't matter. It's just she's not interested. Move on. There's other girls that you can talk to, especially right. in LA. Oh yeah, and one one girl I met in call like in undergrad many years ago was she was Asian American, right? She grew up predominantly in a white neighborhood. And uh, I remember talking to her, you know, I wasn't that interested in her, but we were just talking as friends. And she's like, you know what? It, prior to college, I never really found Asian men attractive, but there's a lot, you know, the, there's a there's some attra- attractive Asian guys here. And she eventually, I think she married or she, she dated one long-term. And it was just exposure. It is. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in San Diego and the, a number of Asian girls in in elementary school, especially in junior high school, yeah, were, was very limited, oh. and I was like more attracted to like white girls because the Asian girls there were like okay, they're there, right? But they weren't attractive, and it's a small pool, small right? Pool. Yeah, 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 yeah. If the girls were like Asian and attractive, it'd be a different story. And it, my perspective completely changed when I went to a, a junior high school in eighth grade yeah. in Gardena. Where oh, there were <laughs> tons of Asian people. Right. I was like, oh, yeah. And no longer was like the stereotype. Because for me, when I was growing up in elementary school, it was me who spoke with no accent and some other kids who spoke with tons of accent. You know, right, a really right, thick right. accent. Yeah. But once I got to Gardena, I was like, oh, there are other kids like me who speak with no accent. But not only that, they're not really doing well in school. I, ha- I met some kids who were like skaters. Yeah. You know, they were just like, they were like fuck-ups. They're fuck-ups. And there's fuck-ups in every race. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't see that. Uh, not, not to that extent. I mean, I, the, the Asian kids I was going to school with, they were really intelligent. 
as the, as in elementary, you mean? In or, elementary, um, they were intelligent, but they weren't necessarily like pursuing to um, pushing themselves to be better. Right. You know, you could see the intelligence, but you know they were screwing up in different ways. But eighth grade was the first time I met. Oh, there are skaters who are just Asian American, but they're just American. Yeah, they just look like me. Someone and asked, yeah, so I, saw, I saw cute girls that were Asian at that time. I was yeah. like, oh, there are cute girls that are Asian in real life, right. not just on TV or movies. <laughs> and even like the old Kung Fu movies, the, the girls weren't necessarily really pretty either. Right. They were, and they're stylized too. So yeah. it's like you don't really get that style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that makes me think about like what, what the, where does this, uh, I, where does attraction come from? So, they do research on like you know what the symmetrical face, yeah, uh, you know bust hips for hip bearing, you know yeah, for yeah. the kids. Like there's a, there's an evolutionary idea, but I also think that there's there's a part of attraction that's manufactured, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like what you're saying, like exposure into your society, but also like media representation, yeah. and a lot of you know it wasn't until you know the how how you like the the boom of K-pop that I think it. A specific style of Asian men are promoted as very sexually attractive now, and it's it's um, right. But Asian men have always, you know, Asian men are just have always been Asian men. Some are attractive, some are not, obviously. So I, I wonder. So I always uh, I get arguments with one of my friends about this. Is that um, like uh, when he sees a, a, a Asian girl attracted to a white guy? So when I see that. Sure, there's some part of me that dies inside. <laughs> no, no, it's like there's part of me that's like, okay, maybe there's a fetish, but I'm open to possibility that they really there's there's like there's they have a story of why they like each other. Now, my friend recently was in Taiwan. He saw like a really old white guy with like pretty young Asian girl, and they were they were it was not like like a friend. It was like they were a couple. They were holding hands, yeah. stuff like that. And he saw that, and so looking at that situation, it's it's kind of like. I still want to keep an open mind, but that one's a little bit harder, maybe. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I forget where I saw this. It was very recent, like the last year. I saw something similar in the States somewhere. I was like, oh, that looks like a mail-order bride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very clearly a mail-order bride. Clearly fetishization or something. Something's yeah. going on. But maybe I'm completely wrong. And they, they, they met somehow where she was like teaching him Chinese sure, or Japanese yeah. and... It just hit off, but who knows? Who knows? But also the idea of what's what's good looking. Going back to what you're thinking, you know, symmetrical face, but attraction, yeah, attraction. In different societies, it's different things, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like Japanese, you know, they have like that mess up tooth, the crooked tooth, the snaggle tooth, the one that's like hiding behind another. It's usually an incisor. Ah, that's hiding, but it's a sign of beauty in Japan. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, that's strange. Yeah. yeah. But and also for Chinese people, I know that they really value the double eyelid. Yeah. And like there's like Korea, like the there's people who have double eyelid surgery and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just different, different things, right? Like yeah. over time, people are going to like gravitate towards like one look. Right. And you know, in like ancient China, yeah, they come out like that. You know, the kids come out more like. Oh, interesting. The Don't genetic pool. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And perpetuates that kind of... Because I heard, I, I don't know, like some Polynesian countries, one of the Polynesian countries, they like the women bigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so the slender ones who 
the Western people think is very attractive yeah. is maybe not a sign of attra- you know beauty over there. You know, black guys, <laughs> they love thick women. I, I, I mean, sorry to generalize, but I've had uh, female friends, who Asian female friends, who are a little bit thicker. And they have a hard time getting, they may be attracted to Asian guys, but the beauty standard for, we're talking about like, like maybe Taiwanese Taiwanese or Chinese Chinese, maybe yeah. not so not maybe not so much Chinese or Taiwanese American, even though I think there's still that prejudice. But they're not as attracted to thicker women or bigger bone women. Whereas I've met a good number of black guy friends, they don't mind at all. They you know they're okay with thin women, but they prefer bigger women. And it's maybe, just the way it is. That's that's a cultural thing. And I'm like, hey, all the power to them. So like one of one of the bigger, um, like a Japanese uh, friend I have, she's on the thick side. She's like a plus size model, and her boyfriend's black. You know. Yeah. And um, yeah. So you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. But in any case, long story short. Long story short. Go go uh, go have coffee with this girl. Okay. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. I have, what did I have? Oh yeah, just one add on to that. Like I had a, I had a friend recently. Um, yeah, there's obvious cases of fetishization. I think like there's, there's one friend. His one of his, he's moving out, but one of his landlords is a white guy, and uh, well, he cook. My friend's Taiwanese slash he he spent some time uh, in Canada, but all basically when um, he cooks a lot. Yeah. And then the guy's like, hey, can you, like, not cook so much? Like, maybe three times a week or something like that. Because it smells. And he's like, uh, okay. And then three times a week. And then landlord's like, you know what? Uh, can you just, like, maybe one time a week? And he's like, no. I, I, uh, that's how I save money is cooking. He's a bachelor, right? My friend. And then he's like, well, we're going to have a problem. I mean, I'm not sure if you even work here legally. And he's like, what? My friend speaks perfect English or whatever. And uh, and then this guy, this older white man, his wife is Chinese, and um, so and my friend asked him like p- before this happened, was like, oh hey, you your wife's Chinese, do you, do you speak anything or do you have a, you ever want to learn Chinese? And the guy's like, no, and that was it. <laughs> so there's there's certain cases of, and basically the point I want to drive home is that there are certain. Um, some people think that oh by marrying an Asian woman I'm somehow not racist or something. But there's some of the most racist people I know have met have, are in interracial marriages because it's for the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. And um, I just want that was the point that that made, made, it just made me think of that. But then I I'm always like I said with my friend like my other friend I've said, hey I'm always open to the possibility that this this white you know white you know white male Asian female relationship maybe there's maybe it's love and and uh, they, maybe it's not fair you know I'm always yeah there's always a possibility in right? the end. They got married. They got married. Yeah. So. So. Okay. Let's do language corner. Yay. Okay. Yay. Um, you want to? Yeah. Here, let me pull mine up. You want to go first with yours? Sure. Mine is arigata meiwaku. Ah. And this idea that sometimes help can become a nuisance. Help can become a nuisance. Right. Yeah. So, in what situation would you use this? Uh, well, because I think you gave me yeah, one. Like I uh, gave you one. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, sometimes people are helping just because they want to insert themselves. Right. But um, there was a time when 
I was at a I was uh, at a bar with uh, some friends, and one of my friends, you know, we were with girls and stuff, and the girl goes, "Hey, you want to have more something more to drink?" He's no, 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 you know, I'm driving. I was like, Victor, don't worry about it. I'll drive you. <laughs> and he just like looked at me and goes, "Okay, yeah, I'll have a drink." But in the end, what you know, I thought was trying to be helpful because I thought he was like worried about driving home drunk was not that he didn't want to drink and that that was his excuse and i didn't catch on fast enough i'm really Um, dumb with with those sort of clues i don't know like sometimes i know for taiwanese taiwanese culture like sometimes they don't want to be too direct yeah so they'll make an excuse it's not it's kind of a lie but it's basically they don't want to directly tell you no like yeah. oh yeah I'm, i might be busy i'm not sure can i tell you that day and when they tell me like an hour before i'm like why didn't you just tell me yesterday because like obviously they didn't want to go or something you ever experienced that or oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't know it might be a cultural thing that might be the, the same thing with the chinese girl i know she might be sick <laughs> uh your turn my turn okay um so mine is a it's a tongue poem. Uh, it's called Jin Lu a Jin Lu Lu. Oh, so Jin Lu Yi, which means a gold thread rope. Quan Jun Mo Xi Jin Lu Yi Quan Jun Xi Qu Sao Nian Shi Hua Kan Hua Kan Hua Kai. Oh shit! Hua Kai Kan Ze Zhi Xu Ze. Mo Dai Wu Hua Kong So basically uh, you'll have in the notes below, but basically um the way I translate is like basically it's like don't cherish the robes of thread, cherish your youth instead. Um you know, pick the your the flowers while they blossom. Or you'll be, or do not wait until there's bare branches, and this is a poem that my father gave me when I was in college, and basically he is telling me, you know, use this time in your youth to like, you know, uh, he he had his his you know his own you know their own ideas of success like get a good job, save yeah. money and, and yeah. stuff, which is fine, you know, get stability, but I took it as like okay, I need to explore the world, I need yeah. to you know I need to. Uh, you know, do the things I want to do and not wait. And so it's it's been helpful. And the thing is that I would say that every moment, one thing I liked about one thing you told me before is that, because I was telling you about my issues with being older, yeah. But like, obviously, you're older than me. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like while you're still alive, there's still possibility. Yeah. Basically, so I kind of want to give this out to my dad too, because I th- I think. Because he's older, he feels like, you know, he's he's put he, and it's fine. I don't mean I don't want to be too judgmental, but he just wants to relax now, maybe. But yeah. I always get the feeling he maybe feels like his time's up, but I don't think so. I think if as long as some as long as you're alive, there's possibility, and yeah. you can do whatever you want. Like Colonel Sanders' story, right. he, right, yeah, Ray Croc as well, right, right. So, and uh, if you want to just relax, that's fine too. But, uh. The flowers are open to you guys. Every moment is an open flower. Seize it. And um, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Thank you.